Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of Two Guinea Hens. I'm Rosie. And I'm Gabby. We're your hens. Hey, y'all. What's up, hens? What's up? Holla. Do people still say that? I don't know. What was, we had like a saying in the day. It was like, holla, holla, or something. I don't remember. I don't remember. Oh, God, I missed the... Was it even Do in the 90s? Do kids still say, homie, don't play that? Ooh, what was that from? In Living Color. Okay, probably not. Do kids still say, that's so fly? Definitely not. Kids snap now. They're doing what our mom and dad used to do. They snap like beatniks. Oh, that's annoying. In my shows. I'm not kidding. <laughs> if I do a high school show, they're all snapping. Like the, the kids who are progressive and like in the gay straight alliance and oh, stuff. Your hair looks super cute like that. Really? She's kind of got her bangs pushed to the side and she's putting a little ponytail in. It's really cute. Thanks, sis. You're welcome. I was tired of wearing my witch hat. <laughs> you guys, we, um, because we're only 30... 7% and 41% Italian, we went and got our practice spray tans for my wedding this week. I love it. If I, when I get a J-O-B, I am going to get one every other week, I think. <laughs> I think I might too, because I, I hate how I look it. in the winter. And the woman who did it was the sweetest woman in the world, Sarah. Don't know her last name, but she was fantastic and I loved her. Also stunning. Oh, gorgeous. Could be a model. Gorgeous be a and model. nice. Yeah. Oh my God, so nice. Yeah. Although, can we just have it for a minute? So she's I don't even know how it came up in conversation. I think Rose asked, oh, do your kids go to Chartier's Valley? She's like, yeah, my son's in middle school. And we're basically naked in her garage. And I'm like, wait, your son goes to Char Valley Middle School? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I just visited them last Friday. And now I'm panicking, like, what if this kid walks in while I'm <laughs> naked getting sprayed by his mother? on. Um, hi. <laughs> I don't need this. I was wigging out. I'm sure out. she takes precautions and tells them, like, I have clients, don't come in the garage. How scared was I to even get the spray tan? I know. Guys, I, mean, I she freaked. She was a mental case. Guys, I freaked. Well, I saw Friends, so I saw what happened to Ross. You guys have all seen Speaking the Speaking of Friends, I just need to interject this here real quick because it's super cute. So because it's the 25th anniversary of Friends, if you go on Google and you Google any of the character names, if you Google Phoebe Buffet, it comes up and you click, there's like a little cat or a guitar in the corner and you click on it and then they'll play Smelly Cat. <gasps> if you um, Google Ross Geller, there's a couch and then you just, it's him going pivot, pivot. No. Yeah, it's oh super God, cute. I'm Check it out. Yeah. I don't know if it's just for like 24 hours or what, but you have to try it. It's really cute. Did you do it when Google did the anniversary for The Wizard of Oz? No. Oh my god. Oh wait, when it like spun and yes, and then it would turn into all black and white or all yeah. color. That was really that cool. That was cute. Go yeah. Google. Go Google. Although people in Pittsburgh were protesting Google recently. Why? I don't know. I, there's... There have been valid protests. The Google one, I'm not sure about. I can't endorse the Google protest. I don't yeah, know what it was about. about. Um, but back to our spray anyway, tans. Yeah. Totally freaking out. I thought I'd look like Russ Geller. Um, I so mean, it's I was great. I was anxiety ridden, mm-hmm. sweating. Rose and I were not arguing, but laughily bickering the whole ride there. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. It was good. Okay, what were we bickering about? Um, everything, <laughs> everything, literally. You'd be like, oh, Mom, I was doing such a backseat oh, driver. It's, uh, yellow light, you could have gone, sis, why'd you stop? And then you're like, are you on your medicine? And I'm like, I have to be on my medicine. I'm so scared to be here right now because I can drive my medicine. Oh yeah, that's right. It's it was called driving funny. pills. And even when we got it done, I, when we got out, I was like, you want me to go first? She was like, yes. So I went first. It was fine. But there was a point where she spray tanned <gasps> your face and you have to hold your breath. And it's literally for like three seconds it felt max. like 30 when rose was doing it but i knew as i was doing it that this one <laughs> was gonna lose her shit and as soon as she said hold your breath when she started spray tanning the gab would inhale because she just felt like she had to so i gave her a pep talk right before she got up there but the best part is while rose was getting it and that part was going on i was also thinking to myself i can't do that i'm gonna breathe it in i'm not gonna be able to do it i can't the minute she says hold your breath i can't hold my breath i can't hold my breath and someone tells me hold my breath yeah do i know my sister or what but how nice was sarah oh uh, yeah. And she was like, no, no, honey, we're going to do it. Okay, so wait. Now hold your breath. And then she's like, she was so nice. I love people who like deal with how crazy I, I am. Like that's, those are my people. That's my tribe. Mm-hmm. If you get that I'm actually crazy, then we can talk. Mm-hmm. People who like don't get it. Yeah. We can't talk. Right. Okay, we talk. Who are we kidding? Well, sure, we talk, but there's also like that. Buddy, if you knew how hard I'm working to not be crazy right now, because I know you don't understand crazy. You know. Thank you, sissy. I literally had a man come up to me recently who had seen me perform, and he's like, like, I know you talk about being crazy, but the reality is here you are out here talking about it, so you can't be that crazy. Although, I guess I shouldn't judge you. I don't really know what your personal problems are, and I'm like, right, I guess you didn't know me when I was 28, and I had a nervous breakdown, and I couldn't stop crying, and they put me on multiple antipsychotics, and I became numb, and I was vomiting for eight months at a time. Oh, you also didn't know that last week I thought there was a wasp in the house, and for two days straight, I went crazy trying to kill it. Guess what? There wasn't a wasp in the house. So, like, I don't mm-hmm. need to justify myself to you, stranger, but, right. like, 
just because I can walk outside doesn't mean I'm not That's sick. That's how I get when people flippantly say they're OCD. Like, you're not OCD. You're particular. Okay? Yeah. OCD is in 2000 after daddy died. And I was so mental that, like, I had to lock my door five times before I could go to bed. I'd leave for work, lock it five times. And then I would be driving to work and think, did I lock it five times? And I'd drive back and lock it, relock it five times and have to get back. Like, real OCD is fucking debilitating. Yeah. I mean, you can't do anything because you're so fixated. All I would do is count. When people would talk to me, all I'd be doing is counting words. I couldn't have conversations because all I'd be like, one, two, three, four. Okay, you just said 60 words to me. 60 words to me. Honey, so, yeah. Yeah, I only watch Criminal Minds. Right. <laughs> Yesterday I was talking to two people and they're like, oh, you like Criminal Minds? I'm like, yeah, on my bad days I'll have to watch it on two different devices at once. And they're like, the same episode? I'm like, no, two different episodes because I need to overwhelm with it. And they're like, okay. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. But that's just it. I, yeah, I'm, I, know. I put the compulsive in obsessive compulsive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I'm also obsessive because it's the same thing. Yeah. But hey, anyway. guys. Anyway. Anywho, speaking of mental health, I think we should talk about... Because we always talk about how awesome our gym, Pittsburgh Kettlebell yes. performance is and how much we love it and how helpful it is to us and our mental health. And neither of us have been there in a week. Well, One week. Let's be for real. I went to Hanover, PA a month ago. Yeah. It's been a month. And I had a... I, long story short, did not get an opportunity to sleep. Long story short... People with bipolar should not not sleep. I didn't sleep for a full, like, 72 hours. I also took energy drinks, which I never should do. That's essentially an amphetamine for someone with bipolar. I shouldn't have done it. When I came back, I have not been right. Like Rose knows. I've been a mix of manic and depressed. Mm -hmm. And I've not... I've been to the gym one day every week. I was going six days a week, and I've only been one day a week for three weeks. I know. And usually, like, on my days off from the gym, I'll, like, take Luca on a nice long walk. I took him on a big long walk on Tuesday, I think where he covered himself in burrs. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if I'm if that's if that's just what Pittsburghers call them or if that's what they actually are, but they're like those little round things with spikes on them that get in fur. So the dumb dog, I get him home. I'm trying to pick them out, but as I'm picking them out, he's eating them. Yeah, they have spikes on them. Not so good. So he was sick for two straight days, and I didn't feel comfortable leaving him, so I didn't even walk on my days off from the gym well you know I didn't walk either yeah. really I walked maybe twice this week I mean if I'm not going to the gym at least I walk but I just well my allergies too I yeah. really have really bad fall allergies and guys this okay Rose knows that I'm I'm I could be a bad patient I'm someone who'd be like I'm in pain and then I don't do anything about it but last week I've been sick for multiple days and I came over on Sunday as I always do and I'm like Rose I'm telling you tomorrow I'm calling my doctor and I'm getting this high powered antihistamine that'll get me through the fall I call Monday morning Monday night, I'm, uh, I get a text from Giant Eagle Pharmacy, your, your thing's in. So I go to get it. Well, no, it's this different medicine that I'm not allowed to take because it affects my bipolar and it makes me super manic. It's a steroid. And I actually had a really I bad bipolar that. episode. I know. So the next day I call and I'm like, you got, um, I can't take that steroid. Remember the bipolar stuff? Mm. No, it's this antihistamine. I didn't remember the name because it had been a full year since I'd had it. Next day, nothing. Call the next day. I looked up the name. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is the name. I don't know what the milligrams are, but you could look at my chart and whatever mm-hmm. she gave me last year. Nothing. The next day, I call again Thursday. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Finally, Friday morning, they give me my pill. But I mean, that's five mm-hmm. days of not being able to breathe, not being able to sleep at night. And if anyone had to jump through that many hoops to get, I don't know, oxycodone, mm-hmm. we might not have an opioid crisis, but Amen. an antihistamine. Preach, preach, sister. I know. I mean, what do they think I'm doing with an antihistamine? Right. Yeah, melting it down. And they, and I just read an article. It was on NPR today, and I forwarded it to our friend Gina, who has asthma, that the third week of September, I don't know if it's specifically on the mid-Atlantic coast or just all over the United States, but are the absolute worst. It's the absolute worst week of the year. For people with allergies and asthma. Nice. So, like, you needed it more than ever. Yeah, and she just was... Em- I mean, I, I don't want to blame my doctor. It could mm-hmm. be her staff. There could be a hundred things going on, but yeah. that's absurd. It is absurd. I mean, like I said to you, I mean, I don't know... I don't know how you make meth. Maybe you use antihistamines, but I just don't know why you would have to jump through that many hoops for an antihistamine. Yeah, that's crazy to me. I don't know either. That is crazy. But so we're hoping to get back in our gym routine now that we're getting used we're to our tomorrow fall allergies. Monday morning. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and for me too, you have to admit, like fall is my busy, busy oh, you're season. you're usually so busy, yeah. And so I think I just think a little bit of time to adjust to being psychotically busy again. And yeah. I get I, so paranoid about losing my voice and it's just like, it's a weird time. I know. I know. And I've just been, I've been, I've had so much stress, which is exactly why I should be going to the gym. But 
Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, we'll start back yeah, over tomorrow. We'll get back tomorrow and, and we'll get on it. And I wanted to go this morning, but I had the worst night's sleep ever. I was up at three o'clock, wide awake. Wide awake, fell back asleep around 5.30, back up again at 7. I mean, I hate that kind of stuff. And I can't... There are people who cannot sleep and just get up and start their day and be productive, and I am not that person. No, me I am just miserable, and I feel sick to my stomach when I don't sleep, and it's just a whole big thing. I had the same thing. I was up from, like, 5 to 7, so when you texted, I'm like, good, because I need to go back mm -hmm. to sleep, because it was just another... Yeah. It was just bad. Yeah. So we're gonna get back to it. We're gonna get back, back to the grind. To it. That's right. Back to box jumps. Back to it all, guys. That's but it's right. just you know that's the reality of mental health, and you know yeah. it just sometimes. I, I and I was saying to you last week at the gym, and that's the weirdest thing about mental health. And I was like, Rose, I just feel weak. Mm -hmm. Like I had worked so hard this summer. Like I got to the strongest I've ever been. But when your brain is working so hard. I, f I mean, I just feel mm -hmm. fatigued. Like, I was at the gym, and I could barely lift a pink. Well, that's how we went month this past Monday, and um, I've been going to this gym since they opened in 2012, and I've never, never left a class, like, mid-class, ever. I mean, it's just, I, I just, it's not something I do. And that, this past Monday, I just thought, there was, halfway through the class, I thought, I, I need to leave. I'm not, I'm not here mentally, I'm not... I don't want to be here. I need to leave. But I pushed, we, I pushed through it and finished it out. And I'm glad I did. But that was really the only time ever in seven years that I thought, I can't do this. I have to leave. I felt the exact same way. I was drinking water and I, I like, was like almost emotional thinking, I'm not going to be able to finish this class. Then you said that to me. And I'm like, I feel the same way. And I think we were able to push mm -hmm. each other to get through. Yeah. But yeah, it's been rough. It's yeah, been it's rough. it's been really weird... And it's not the wedding I'm stressed about because everything's really like under control. And again, it's so small that, I mean, if I were having 300 guests, I'd probably be freaking out right now. But 30, you know, I'm, I'm okay. Right. I think it's more like, you know, I've only got like two more unemployment checks coming and that's sort of starting to freak me out a little bit. And I don't know. Well, I think you and I both talk too. Like you kind of have not dealt necessarily with how you maybe feel right. about all that. Like, you right. sort of like, whatever, moving on. Well, I was and so angry when I lost my job and so emotional and so, like, vindictive and wanted to sue them, wanted to, you know, just, I wanted justice for what I thought was such a, you know, so fucked up. Um, and when I finally made that decision, like, I have to let this go because I don't want to spend the next few years of my life rehashing my time at this you know my old job to get what ten thousand dollars or whatever I mean it just it was not worth it to me and even if it was your salary if it was three years of your life is that worth is it, it worth it exactly especially when you know the the attorney takes a good portion right you have to pay taxes on oh yeah you're it. not gonna get like, your, your salary I'm gonna suffer for three years rehashing this for 20 grand yeah, if exactly that, if that like it just it was not worth it to me um so yeah, I think I didn't I didn't really deal with that well. I agree. Um, but yeah. So anyway, hey, but we're we doing recognize the, it. We're doing the best we can. Yeah. I and feel like we don't officially get credited for being a mental health podcast, but we really are. I, I don't think we've ever had an episode we have not talked about our mental health. But guys, Rose and I do really. I mean, I think because we talk about it. Yeah. We're alive today. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, Rose and I really do work on it, and we are aware of it, so it does come up in our lives. But I actually have two newsy things I wanted Ooh, to talk to you on. about. One is, and I don't know all the deets, but I just want to tell you what I've seen and what then I saw in terms of, like, reaction online. Go on. So um, I guess there was a fashion show recently, and I don't remember which company did this. And uh, there were runway models, and they were all wearing um, sweatshirts that had the names of schools on them. Have you heard about this? No. Uh, it was all schools that have been involved in a mass shooting. Okay. So one was Columbine, one was Virginia Tech, one was, um, what was the school Parkland. in Florida? Parkland, yeah. And every sweatshirt had bullet holes through it. Wow. And so, as you can imagine, people online are like, this is messed up! This is not okay! Now, I don't know all the details, and I want to know the... Who the designer? Uh, that's what I need to know. I need to know who the designer was, because if it was an artistic statement... I don't know that I'm offended by it because, I mean, the reality is we send our kids to school and some kids, when they go to school, get shot. Right. And so if this is a sweatshirt that kind of represents the reality of gun violence in America, 
I'm not appalled by it. But now if this is a company that is also funded by the NRA, I need some info on it. But it was just something that I saw, and a woman I know who's very liberal was the one railing about it. Like, this is the worst thing ever. Hmm. And so that's what made me somewhat, you know... I'd have to read more about the designer. I want to know who the designer was. But don't you think they were using New York Fashion Week for a platform to say, like, do something about fucking school violence, then I say amen to you. Right. But if they're trying to use school violence to make money yeah. and be gross about it, then, yeah, I think maybe that's yeah. not the best. You know, I don't I know. I'd think have to, of it I'd that have to research it more before I made a judgment call, but yeah. Yeah, because I guess I wasn't thinking about the part of where people have to pay money. Yeah. Like, oh, this sweatshirt's only $700. Uh, oh, really? The proceeds go to, to the victims against right. gun violence? No? Oh, okay. Well, then no. Thanks. Okay, that, there you go. There, yeah, I need to, I want to know all the fucking details, right. but I was just curious, like, just... Like, was it Versace, whose namesake was gunned down at his home? Okay, maybe, maybe I could see that. Or was it, you know, just some rando that's like, I'm gonna get people talking. Yeah. You know? So you aren't, though, necessarily, like, appalled. You just want to know the details. And you I'm might appalled be... by fucking schools being shot up and gun violence more than I am about a designer doing that, depending on what their ideal outcome was for why they did it, you know? Does that make sense? Like, I think the outrage should be directed at... Gun violence. Why do we even... Why are we even taught... Why do kids have to be scared about going to school? What did you think you watched that Sandy Hook commercial, the Sandy Hook Promise commercial? Oh, my God, what? it killed me. It, it just broke me. It broke me because I think like I never had to, we didn't have to worry about that shit. I, I never worried about being killed at school. I didn't, you know, we did like bomb drills, but that was stupid because, you know, I mean, even at a young age, I knew like, uh, if we get hit by a nuclear weapon, we're getting evaporated. Yeah. <laughs> my hiding under my desk isn't going to do anything. So yeah. You know, like but, once we did a tornado drill, that was about the extent of it. And having, you know, Having to think, having to be a little kid, and I, and I say little kid, I mean like 17 and under. Oh, yeah. And think like, do I know how to put a tourniquet on? Do I know how to stop bleeding? Do I know how to, sh- you know, what do I do? Do I lock the door? Do I blockade everyone in? Do I, you, they shouldn't have to worry about this stuff. <laughs> I, and I don't know that this is 100% true, but I, I, I want to start interviewing a couple more teachers, but I do think that when they do these, um, these drills at school, there is one student who is the one who's willing to, like, if the teacher has to leave the room, they're the door person, and they're the one who might look out in the hall, and I just think that is too much, it's too much to, to put on a 5-year-old, a 6-year-old, 7-year-old, 8-year-old, 9-year-old, 10-year-old, 11-year-old, like, that is too much. Do you remember after 9-11 when they were going to start putting air marshals on planes, and they were talking about that the air marshal might ask certain passengers, like, if this happens, you're, I yeah. need you to be... And I thought that was too much to ask adults <laughs> to say, like, hey, I know you're headed to a business trip in Des Moines, but I need you to take, help me take this terrorist down. I thought that was too much to ask. So to ask a kid... Right. Yeah, I think it's too much. I, I mean, I've been saying this since my frickin' TED Talk. We ask too much of children. Mm-hmm. You ask children not to bully each other. You ask children to step in when someone's getting bullied. You ask children to be the one to take care of everything, but you don't take care of it when they hear their own teachers making fun of another teacher, but kids aren't supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. No, I'm tired mm-hmm. of it. it. Look, I hate Ronald Reagan. I don't like the trickle-down. But anti-bullying is a trickle-down thing, and they learn it from you. Mm-hmm. So you guys... And the thing is, like, I get it. I try to put myself in the position of a teacher. Like, I've only ever worked in offices, in, you know, corporate, private profit, whatever. And there's always people that, like... There's not usually somebody that is, like, the oddball or the weirdo or that everyone sort of, like, teases or, you know, if it's a bigger company. I, I don't know. It's just... It's disgusting, but that's the way it is. It still is. happens. And so I'm sure it's the same way in schools. And these people are human, you know what I mean? Like, you know right. when you're having a shitty day? Imagine being a teacher, have, starting your day off. You know, let's say I was a teacher. I get up at 5 a.m. Lucas had diary in his crate. I've got to clean that out. John and I never fight. But let's say we had a fight. My coffee machine's broken. I'm running late. I don't have time to stop. And then I've got to go to school. And the first thing is some, like, just poor sad sack kid who doesn't really have a lot of friends or whatever. And he's just annoying the fuck out of me right I mean you are a human being you know so there is but then I don't know it's easy for me to not be a teacher and say do this do that do this, yeah do that, but you are a human you know right. I don't know well I just like I've heard enough of my own shit. friends who are teachers and the way they pick on each other and I'm like if you guys did this in the hallway yeah. that's not setting a good example to the kids right. first off I mean but I also want to say this about teachers oh my god what you have to do oh. 
what you earn is not worth it. And now the fact that you also have to be basically FBI agents Mm -hmm. protecting the kids from active shooters... You'll never make enough, and I'm so sorry for the way this system is, right. but you guys are... Summer off isn't enough of a reward. <laughs> yeah, and and the way like other people will be like, well, not all Catholics are bad just because some priests molest. I want to say for the record, however you feel about unions, and you can think people are lazy if they're in union. F off. Mm-hmm. I meet 90... Per- I go to schools, every type of school, and I would say 90% of the time, I meet awesome teachers. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I'll see a teacher who just talks meanly to a kid or is, you know, just does something where I'm like, oh, why would you do that? Or I'm having a conversation with them and they're mean about kids who are trans or something, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you don't get to be that way. Okay, that's like, that's 10%. Right. 90% are people who are giving it their all, mm-hmm. and I just think teachers need a little bit more... You know, respect and a little bit more money. I mean, especially now with the whole shooting stuff. That's just ridiculous. I mean, the people who make the least amount of money in our country do some of the most important work. Teachers, policemen, firemen, first responders. I mean, to be a paramedic, I don't know this as factual, but I think, like, your starting salary is, I don't know, $17 an hour, if that. Yeah, it's not like... 45 grand, which isn't even that great in today's standing. I'm sorry. Our police officers should be making $100,000. Oh, without a doubt. You know, I always think about that on 9... I can't believe... Why am I bringing up 9-11 so much? Have we podcasted since then? I don't know. But anyway, like, I remember thinking, like, everyone's running out of the buildings. These people are running Running in, in. knowing that these buildings are going to collapse, but that's their job. That's their job, yeah. And they're making, what, $40,000 a year? Yeah, it's just, it's, it's sick. not it's right. It's sick. Yeah. It's sick. It is. And I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how it's going to change, but it's, you know, there are a few really shitty cops, but there's, you know, 97% really good ones who want to help their community. Right. So. And they're embarrassed by the other cops, right. you know. And saying black lives matter doesn't mean that police officers' lives don't matter. Right. Saying my life doesn't matter, your life doesn't matter. Like, I don't know if it's social media. I don't know if it's just the media, but. But I would do want to say, it's like, really bad and piggybacking on the Black Lives Matter, though, like that. Did you see that report that came out in Pittsburgh about that? Oh, Pittsburgh God, is yes. the worst city yeah. to live in if you're black, but specifically if you're a black woman. If you're a black woman, yeah. And, and your I, mortality is lower than the national average if you live in Pittsburgh. If you live in Pittsburgh. And, and I feel like. I'm so proud of the mayor's office for doing this report, yet everyone's like, we don't need this report. Okay, whatever. But at least they're doing it because by doing it, that means they're going to start trying to fix here and there. Now, Damon Young, who I adore, who's from VerySmartBrothers.com, he also has a book, What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Blacker, he put out a thing today which was basically like, look, this is what we have already known. It's just like... Mm-hmm. awful to see it reiterated, and whatever you do is not going to be able to fix it because the racism in Pittsburgh is that bad. I mean, the fact that we, and not we, Rose and I, but, like, I remember this from, I want to say, like, 2007, 2008. I remember thinking that Pittsburgh was gaslighting the world. And this is all I want to say. At the time, a movie was being filmed in Pittsburgh called The Mysteries of Pittsburgh. It was based on a Michael Chabon book. At the time, Sienna Miller was in Pittsburgh uh, doing the movie, and Rolling Stone came to interview her in her hotel in Pittsburgh, and she referred to Pittsburgh as the Mysteries of Schittsburg. Everyone in Pittsburgh went nuts. The mayor at the time, Ravenstall, was like, I'm going to prove to you we're not Schittsburg. Takes her on a parade, takes her to Kennywood, takes her to Permanis. Which I'm sure she loves. <laughs> and from that point on, Pittsburgh, their PR machine, has worked their ass off to get us the most livable, the most financial, one of the best places to visit. Raise like, family. We literally lost our minds over an actress who isn't even relevant anymore, <laughs> and we've gaslit the country. I have always said this is a city of gaslighting we're a great comedy scene really because only three people make a full-time living doing comedy we're a great music scene really because rusted root broke up after their one year of success we're a great we're not that great right okay so bring it down get your ego out of your ass there's so much room for improvement yeah and this is where the greatest is and stop saying it's livable when we have the highest mortality rate for black women i am sick of this shit whoa sorry boom maybe i should have run for i know office another it's our man season two i don't even know what to say about season two yet who are we who are we i'm super excited next week we're doing a podcast from our friends amanda and dave's house and there have been a there was a really creepy crime this weekend that we have to talk to totally talk to dave about it um, Am I yeah. allowed to ask him about any Criminal Minds episodes? 
Or well, do you think he'll be like... I don't know what he watches. I don't know if he watches that kind of stuff. We'll find out, I guess. You know what? He probably doesn't. He probably watches, like, freaking, like, Disney Channel shiz. Like, the way I watch Criminal Minds, because I'm like, be happy, everybody! But then I need to watch Murderers, and he's, like, dealing with Murderers, and he's yeah. like, I need to watch something that makes me happy. Hmm, I wonder. I guess we'll find out. Well, do you think... I, like, I can't even imagine if Dave likes, like, Adult Swim or, like, adult cartoons. Dave, you're my best friend who I don't know enough about. <laughs> I want to do one of those things that I used to do with Bethany where we do, like, um, oh the three God. people we want to marry, where Can we would live. Can you please buy matching shirts for you and Dave? Okay, I will. <laughs> Dave, what size do you think you are? <laughs> Men never know what size they are. They don't. Amanda will tell you. Okay, Amanda, tell me Amanda what Dave's size know. is. But hey, Amanda, we got questions for you too, girl, so you're not well, on I have so many questions for her. I mean, as everyone knows, we lost our mom. It'll be, what, four years this November? Mm, yeah. I got mom questions. I get shit sometimes I'm cooking stuff. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Things to pop ironing. I don't know. Who do I call? Amanda, your mom. You're going to answer these questions for me. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and the thing I love about Amanda is she... <laughs> she's one of those moms that isn't like, um... I don't, don't want to say this to like insult other moms, but like... She's, like, badass. Like, she's super badass. If her kid is being whiny, Amanda will be like, you're being whiny. Like, she won't even, like, try to lie in front of other people. Whereas their kids are pretty badass, too. Oh, their kids are... Did you see the recent video of the older... uh, I think it's Adriana. You mean doing, like, a thousand flips? Yes! Oh my god! And I was like, at first I'm like, oh, well, that lady's supporting her. And I'm like, no, "No, she's not. She's She's just making sure she doesn't fall. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. No, I told you. I went up to the. I went up to Dave, and the kids were in the car. And I'm like, let's go rough up some perps. He's like, Gab, that's not what I do. I don't even touch anybody. Like, I've learned, like, you don't touch it. And I'm like, no, man, we're gonna like crack them with nightsticks. And the girls are like, what? <laughs> and Dave's like, and I'm like, girls, don't you think we should? They're like, do whatever you want. But yeah, they were like really cool. Yeah. So we're super excited to do this next weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah. So God, by the way, next week we're. We're Episode four will be live at our friend's house. I don't want to say their last names because I don't know if that's cool. So, oh, Dave yeah. and Amanda, that's what we're going to say. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to give details about right. them because that's weird. <laughs> now, I think I told you when we went to Starbucks last week when we're hanging out that there was a conference of some sort of Duquesne University, and I think it was last week. I think I oh, missed, we it, missed it about serial killers. It was with Sarah Weck, yes. wasn't it? Yes. Damn there's it. All kinds of people that were going to be speaking. It sounded so cool, but tickets were super expensive. You and know, that's why I couldn't go, but... But it does make me mad that Duquesne doesn't at least reach out to alumni. Oh, I'm going to be featuring the alumni, by the way. Yeah, for the awesome. Lord's school, yeah. That's the second time, isn't it? Yeah, but they should definitely give well, us Maybe they reach out to kids who studied, like, forensic science Oh, Troy's a theater major, I guess. Right. They're, they're probably not. I might have to play a freaking serial killer. You, you think I don't need that? You might. You Thanks don't a lot, Duquesne. Hmm. I don't think there are serial killers anymore. As I said in our episode, our season premiere mm-hmm. live episode, I think school... Sh- I think... Sh- Mass shooters have taken away the uh, the serial killer. But they're still considered serial killers, as I said in our live podcast. They're considered long-distance serial killers, or in the case of these kids, school shooting serial killers. If you're a mass killer, you're a serial killer, even if you do it in one pop. Listen, when I think serial killer, I think BTK, <coughs> John Wayne Gacy, oh, Ted Bundy. I mean, Ed people Dean, that put baby. some fucking thought into what they were doing. Sick. I'm not saying it was right, but there was thought and planning. And not that there's not thought and planning in a mass shooting, but it's different. Now, I know a lot of serial killer aficionados are going to know who Ed Gein is, but I have to share this with you. So we didn't really, like, Ed Gein wasn't, like, at the top of our list growing up, Mm -hmm. and he wasn't one of our mom's, like, top favorites. But I was always a big Norman Bates fan, like, always. I always really identified with Norman. Hashtag, I love my mother. Mm -hmm. My boy's best friend is his mother. true. And I know I'm not a boy, but guys, that's not the point. The point is... When my mother watched her first documentary about Ed Gein, I remember, and I'm like, you know, 35 at the time, and she's like, baby, you're going to be so excited. And I'm like, what? And she's like, I found your new favorite serial killer. Your new favorite serial killer. And I'm like, who? You know I love Ted Bundy. And she's like, Ed Gein. He's the the person that they based Norman Bates on and Leatherface and Buffalo Bill. He was so obsessed with his mom and so close with his mom. That's why he was making the suit so he could become his mom. He's going to be your favorite baby. Oh my god. And that is all true. Like oh that is how my mommy oh my god, talked oh my god. to me. Baby. Listen, my 35 year old mental little baby. Was, she listen. If Whoa. she were alive and she knew we were going to Dave and Amanda's house next week, she'd she would be with us. Home. Well, she'd be well, no, on she the would podcast. Insist, she would insist Dave and Amanda and the kids come over to her house. Right. She could cook them a gigantic meal. For the record, it would be three guinea hens, mm-hmm. and she's not really a guinea, but right. it would be three guinea hens. And mom would be making us Sunday dinner every right. Sunday, and that's how this would be playing out. But guys, she's dead. So yeah. We've so moved I mean, on. there's that. But not really. But yeah. 
when well, she yeah. was really dead. But we, we had just said, I said we moved on, but not really. Oh, like, you right. know what I mean. Like, I said she's not dead. You said she's not really. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Mom is fucking alive and nobody's told me I'm going to kill you all. <laughs> that, or, or I've just lost it. I'm dressing like up as her. Questions. <laughs> I was like, oh. Rose, mom's coming out. With mom came out of the closet. Here's a preview, Amanda. I went to iron a shirt yesterday, and I put the steam function on, Ooh. and like debris flew out. What is that? That's what do new. I do? Do I need a new iron? Is it something I did? I don't know. A mom knows this stuff. Don't you? I mean, don't what? you think that your iron's not clean? I don't know. That's what I think. I don't know. I'm not a mom, and I don't iron clothes. I have not had a job in almost six months, so I haven't really ironed a whole lot. The guy downstairs, he's the ironer. So if it's broken or there's something dirty about it. It's on him. I haven't had... His specific instructions when we came up to do our podcast were, say nice things about John Davis, and I started with, he's ruined our iron. I don't think he has. But can I just say I love John Davis, and that's something nice. Here's what I want to say, though. Rosie, I haven't had anything ironed since 2014. How? Because mom got sick in 2015, and she was my ironer. You don't iron your own clothes? I wear wrinkled clothes every day. What? You Rosie. hear mom's voice saying, oh, and I know saying, it. what would she say? What would she say? That people would judge her? No. What? Look at her. She looks like she just crawled out of a dryer. Yeah, that's it. I do. I look like I just crawled out of a dryer. Guys, I don't iron him. I never even really knew what that meant, but that was her famous line about people in wrinkled clothes. And she look definitely thought that about Bernie Sanders. Oh, she definitely thought that about Bernie Sanders. Well, he always wears wrinkled clothes. Fish crawled out of a goddamn dryer. And that's, you know, I get it. Times are different. People don't iron as much. I am a fan of ironing I if want I need iron. to. But if you're running for president, please have your suit dry cleaned. Please. I am bait. Just a little bit of, of pride in your appearance. Yeah. I don't care what party you are. You should look nice. Yeah, and no one's going to think you're an elitist because you're using iron. an iron. No, no. Okay? So right. I'll bring that down a notch. Okay. All right. I do have another thing I want to bring Go up to on. you. Did you hear about the guy who, I want to say his name is Shane McGillis, who was originally cast to be on SNL. Oh, yeah. And then all this crap came out that he had been racist mm-hmm. and misogynistic and homophobic. Um, and so he lost SNL. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say something very controversial. I don't think he should have lost SNL. Really? Why? Because right now what's happening is he is getting to tour as a comedian uh, and getting right. all the attention as the guy who's a racist. Which means he's only going to appeal to racists. Mm-hmm. He's going to use this. He's going to have a bigger stand-up career than he ever had. Had we just let him work on SNL around a diverse group of humans, he might have, he might have grown as a person. But cancel culture means that we're not going to let you grow anymore. You're done. We end you now. Interesting. And it's being done by Generation Z who hasn't lived, and they're being funded by Mommy and Daddy, and I'm really tired of it. I, and I, I don't like him. Right. <laughs> but I, I don't think he should have been fired. I have to agree with that. I don't have really have strong opinions on him. I mean, I heard his, a little bit of his stand-up that got him fired, but number one, here's what I think. If I'm a producer of a major show like Saturday Night... First of all, you should see the research I do on things that don't even matter. If I'm about to hire someone to be on my hugely important show, you don't think I would have found that six months ago when his name even came into the running? I would hope. Who was doing the research on these people? That's what I want to know. Well, because you... How did you not see this until you announced him as a cast member? Especially because we're always hearing, be careful you post on social media. Well, apparently not. Right. Apparently you can be on podcasts and say crazy shit. Right. And like, I just... Janelle. I don't even... I blame him for just saying stupid well, shit, it's but... it's not funny. I mean... No, we say crazy stuff in our podcast. Oh, my God. We're, I mean, I'm a lunatic. But I just feel like the people who vet for SNL should really be held accountable for this. Right. Like, I, I feel like... Exactly. Like, you're going to fire him after... You're the ones who didn't do the vetting, and just because now people are saying, hey, he said this shit, mm-hmm. but like I'm saying, you're just not giving a person an opportunity to grow. I, I really and I just don't like life, but we're not letting people to grow. People should get the opportunity to apologize, to say what they did was wrong, and grow from it. Now, if they apologize just to keep the job and then continue to be an asshole, well, that's different. But... You know, speaking along the same lines, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Oh, yeah. Apparently a picture surfaced of him uh, when he was about 29 or 30 at a party. It was an Arabian Nights-themed party, and he wore, like, brown face. Okay, not cool PM Trudeau, but it was a long time. Not that long. I mean, it was long enough ago. You were young enough. And his apology was, look, at the time, I thought it was funny. I know now how wrong it is. I would never do that now. I'm so sorry. And look at all the good things he's done as Prime Minister of Canada. 
But no, people are just losing their be fucking done. mind over it. But then, well, I'm speaking, I'm thinking of someone specifically, is like, yeah, it's just like, well, liberals will always defend it if it's a liberal who does it. And it's like, well, no, I just appreciate people who apologize and learn from their mistakes. I'm open to anyone. If you're a Republican and you're like, I used to hate, I, there's a woman, I don't remember who she is, but she was always, she was very Christian, a Republican, very against gay rights. And what you know, her five-year-old son decides that she's a she. Mm-hmm. And this woman has to decide whether her five-year-old is going to slit his own wrist and become a she. or you know. And this woman is like now a spokesperson for trans rights and all this stuff. And is like, it's beyond, it's not about our party. It's mm-hmm. about the right thing. Right. It's about right. learning. It's about growing. Yes, I used to be mm-hmm. this person. I used to say gays were wrong. Mm-hmm. Now I don't think that. I know that they're, they're not wrong. And you can wrong. still be a Republican and know that being gay isn't wrong. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe you're a Republican because your parents were a Republican or because you're very fiscally conservative or for whatever your reasons are. They're your reasons and that's okay. Yeah, I'm not we, against Republicans. As mom always said, if we were all the same, how boring would this country be? Yep. And it's the truth, you know? But that doesn't mean we can't be respectful of each other. Exactly. And listen to each other. And, you know, you might tell me your side of things, and I might still not agree with you, but I at least will respect that you took the time to explain to me why you feel the way you do about something, you know? Exactly. And I would hope you would offer me that same opportunity. Yeah, and in the case of the Shane guy, and I know I'm, I'm going to him, but I just feel like cancel culture well, yeah, right, is a perfect right, right. example. But, like... You know, we always talk about how racism is systematic, and that is a reality, but we need to look at both sides of it, to the people who are being attacked for racist reasons, and the racists themselves. I mean, so many people are racist because their families are racist, Mm -hmm. and they've never thought to think another way. Mm -hmm. They've never left their little small town, they've never left the reality that they exist within, and the only way to grow is to bring, you know, is to meet diverse people and to do this sort of thing. So the only way we can destroy systematic racism mm-hmm. is to take the racists and bring them into our liberal world or whatever the world is. Mm-hmm. But I think by canceling Shane, not letting him work with diverse people, let him see that women are funny, mm-hmm. let him see whatever. This Maybe you shouldn't do these dialects and they're very hurtful to people that are from that country mm-hmm. or whatever. Or you shouldn't use the F word if you're not gay. Mm-hmm. Ugh. But anyway... I just think that we we can't stop giving people room to grow. Yeah. I mean, I just think you should be growing until you're dead. I think more good could have... I agree with you. More good could have come of it of him staying in the show than is now coming of it because now he's the victim. Yep. I mean, like Louis C.K. Yep. He's going around playing the martyr, playing the victim. Oh, poor me, poor me. And playing to crowds who already agree with that bullshit. Like, right. So what what good came of any of this? Nothing. Nothing, nothing came of it. So right. we shouldn't make them... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, just because I disagree with somebody, it doesn't mean I think they need to lose their job. <laughs> right. And I'm sure that, like, and, and I think this happens more in acting, but, like, and I haven't been in a show in a while, but put me in a show, I have great chemistry with the leading actor, we are just killing it, people are like, oh my god, you two are amazing together, and he, I find out that he voted for Trump. Does that change the fact that we have great chemistry, that we worked really well together, right. that he's a great actor? I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I mean, you have to look at, life is so much bigger than just... Right one thing so you kind of have to take a bunch of things into consideration yeah i I don't know what's we're too easily it's clickbait culture and it's just you know quick headlines that get us all riled up about something and then we run with it i mean the number of times on specifically facebook where somebody will post an art or you know npr will post an article and then you read these comments and you can just tell by the comments that people didn't even read it. Yep. But they have such strong opinions, and they hate this, and they hate that, and they want this canceled. And it's just like, oh my god, why? I mean, take the time to read it. And then if you see something in there you doubt, research that. Right. Before you, you form this, you know, passionate opinion that is based in nothing. Or people who post fake news, yeah. or people who, like, I mean, it's just like, what are you doing? Like, people are crying over a celebrity who died, and they died 15 years ago, and it's like, did oh you see God, the right. date of that article, right. man? Right. What are you doing? That's why I'm really, and we were talking about this a little bit the other day, like, I am so over social media. Like, I know we laughed at the at the greatest generation, we laughed at the baby boomers, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Our grandmother, our mother would not have time to be in a freaking no. Twitter feed for an hour because she'd be scrubbing her goddamn floor. 
we have, we're living in dirty houses. We got rude kids. Maybe we should get offline and start taking care of our goddamn foundation, our homes. Preach, Thank sister. You. Preach, preach. Oh, my God. I'm just like, I can't believe I what I'm turning into. I know. I'm a baby boomer. I know. Not really. I know. But I'm turning into one. I'm turning into greatest generation. I mean, there's a reason that's their name, right? There's the baby boomers. There's Gen X. Mm-hmm. There's Xennial. There's Millennial and Generation Z. Only one generation was called the greatest. Maybe right. we should go back and respect Yeah, but them. I mean, it, Tom Brokaw gave him that name. That's it's not true. like, and he know. was a goddamn journalist drunk. Yeah. All newsmen are drunks. <laughs> are they? Well, I mean, God, if you had to read the freaking news every day, wouldn't you be an alcoholic? Oh, my God. Oh, my yes. God. I would yes. have to be like... And another kid's rape. That's why, listen, let me tell you, I love Kelly Fry on Channel 4 Action News in Pittsburgh because that woman tries every goddamn morning to, like, bring life into these news stories and, like, show some empathy or show... Like, I just think, how do you do it, Kelly? How do you do it? It's 5 o'clock in the morning. I don't know why I'm watching the news, much less, like, why you're up telling me it. Okay, there's so many things I need to talk about. One, you're obsessed with Kelly Fry. Like, if I were John Davis, I'd be mad jealous. (laughs) Second of all, the fact that you're up watching the 5 o'clock news and not working, you've got issues. Third of all, we're not a Channel 4 family. We are in this I hate the... Rosie Davis is Channel 4. Rosie Vanessa is Channel 11. I don't like Channel 11. Blaxploitation, that's the one. They are the worst channel, allegedly. Channel 4? Their whole point is to, Chris Lovingood is an African-American man, and he is a wonderful anchor. Okay, because I've heard that, like, in the media world, they think that that channel is, like, tries to... (gasps) exploit black culture so what? I don't know if that's like a good I try to stick with Katie where K. did you hear this I want to know other news media people that don't work for Channel 11 I love Channel 4 but I love David Johnson who's on Channel, Channel 4 11. is very female friendly the morning cast I mean there's usually only one or two guys it's almost all women I'm Katie K till I die I like KDK too. Yeah. WPXA is my least favorite. Yeah, it's my least favorite. We were raised on it, but it's my we least were, favorite. Yeah. I never would put but that But that was on. different. That was back in the days of David Johnson and Peggy Finnegan. Darieth Chisholm. Oh, God, I love... No. Oh, my God. No. Something... I'm Something Sue coming with your news. I'm Debbie... Do you remember... Deborah Sue coming with your news. What? There was a woman who had, like, a tagline that I was obsessed with. I don't remember this. She was African-American... Oh my god, I was obsessed with her when I was a kid. I'm going to have to look her up. I have no idea what you're talking about. I wonder where about. she is now. She's retired. I'll write her letters. <laughs> please please stop. Please don't. She won't like them. Nobody will. No one likes my letters. <laughs> Catherine Hepburn did write me back. But well, because she was 90 and she still believed in letters. She wasn't 90. She was 80. <laughs> hey, uh, we haven't podcasted, I don't think, since my wedding shower. Oh! Guys, it was so nice. Gab threw me the best wedding shower ever. It was perfect. Just absolutely perfect. We were at Cafe Des Amis in Swickley. The food was delicious. The company was fantastic. I got the best presents. I couldn't have asked for a better shower. Honestly. I'm hiding my face because it's so embarrassing. But I, guys, I didn't know what I was doing. I have to give a huge shout out to my best friend, Bethany, oh, Bethany Markle. Yeah. Fogel. Beth, oh, Bethany Fogel. She was my, <laughs> she did, she was literally like co-produced it with me. Like really, she wouldn't take the credit, but she did. She co-produced it with me. She's the best friend any girl could ever have. Um, and shout out to Cafe Day. I mean, you guys should totally go there. The crepes are freaking... Oh my god, so good. Nutella banana. Yum. Mm, the lemon. Their French onion soup is to die for. It's the best French onion soup I've ever had. If you don't have issues with cholesterol, you will after you have the French onion it's soup. It's salty, but, but worth it's it. worth it. It's worth it. Um, there's like a, a 12 inches of cheese. It's like a crock pot with like um, half an inch of French onion soup and then seven inches of cheese and, and bread. bread. Yeah. So good. My, so good. My least favorite thing about French onion soup is the onions. Yeah, and I mean, at Cafe Demi, there's like one onion mm-hmm. and it's all cheese and bread. And I'm like, oh my you God, get so this. Good. Why yeah. do you get this? Right. They totally get it. Yeah. If you're in Swickley, go there. Yep. Is anyone Fun ever just randomly Street. in Swickley, though? Yeah, it's such a cute little neighborhood. I love Swickley. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't afford to live there, but I, I love it. Yeah. 42. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Um, anything else? What else is going on? We're going to get back to the gym this week. We're getting back to the gym. Uh, I'm going to Cleveland on Wednesday. Yeah, that's exciting. I like Cleveland. I'm one of the few Pittsburghers who is not embarrassed to say I Cleveland like Cleveland. Cleveland is a great city. It's a great little city. They have the lake. We don't have a lake. We don't they have a lake. lake. Yeah. They have that cute little, like, their market square, they don't let people drive. Mm-hmm. So it's all walking, right. and that's really cool. Um, they have the Cleveland Cavaliers that used, used yeah. to have LeBron, which was right. amazing. I mean, at least they have an NBA team. We don't have an NBA team. Yeah, good point. Good call. Good call. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'll be traveling this week. And then I go to West Virginia on Thursday. 
Oh, do you? Not for where? Not for comedy, for that Wheeling Country Day School. Oh, fun. Oh, yeah. that's exciting. So that's exciting. I was in Cleveland when I was in high school. Tanya and I went, drove to Cleveland. I think we told our parents we were going to the movies, and we went to see a band called Erasure in Cleveland. I was like 16 at the time. She probably had a junior license. To this day remains the best concert I've ever seen. Why? It was just so much fun. They're like a fun electronic dance band. Two gay men... Um, so the crowd was predominantly gay men, two, I mean, two teenage girls. We were like literally the only two girls there, maybe. And the guys were so nice to us on dancing. It was just so much fun. That is awesome. so fun. Is yeah. that when you used to lie and tell mommy you were going to see Who Framed Roger Rabbit yes. for 500 times? Yes. Mom, isn't that like the 30th time she said she was going to see that? I guess she likes the movie, baby. I do like the movie. Mom believed. Do you think she believed you or she just was... She just wanted to believe me. She knew she could trust you, so she was just going to let it happen. Again, I think we talked about this last, last podcast. If we had good grades, they pretty much were hands off. It was when your grades started slipping that they were like, where are you? Where are you going? What are you doing? This is this. And maybe it's just because I'm the baby, but do you really think mom was ever hands-off with me? No. Yeah, no. God, no. God, I... I mean, I say hands-off to a degree. Right. Like, for instance, piggybacking on our talk about school shooters, there's no way I could have ever built bombs in our house oh, or no. had a gun in our house. I mean, I couldn't... Get, I was 25. I couldn't get a delivery from a catalog back when you used to have to order from catalogs. Or from TV. And my mom wouldn't want to know what it was. Well, I remember when Columbine happened, and yeah. she was like, are you kidding? If you were ordering guns, jag off, I would have known. Anyone bringing stuff to this house, you're down in the basement for three days in a row, and I'm going to know what's going on. I'm like, I know, Mom. Yeah. I'm, I know. I wouldn't know. Right. If every mom in the world were like Star, there'd probably not be too many mass shootings. <laughs> no, it's it's the truth. She she kept on us mm-hmm. when we ne- where we needed to be kept on. Mm-hmm. She was a very good mother that way, but I... um. I was the kind of person, like, even in my 30s living with her, and ultimately I was her caregiver, but if I were to go to the refrigerator, I'd be like, Mom, can I get myself a glass of milk? Literally, at 35 (laughs) years old, she'd be like, yeah, baby, you paid for it. You can get whatever you want out of the refrigerator. You don't have to keep asking. Like, she would say, stop asking me, and I'd be like... Oh, well, that's why Grandma hated one of Nick's friends. I don't know if you remember that. It was like a Christmas Eve, 1986, 87, I don't know. And one of our brother Nick's friends um, just helped himself in the refrigerator. And our grandmother, oh, she wanted to spit fucking nails. Like, you just don't do that. You do not go in somebody else's refrigerator without asking. Which I do I do agree with that. But, like, I would like to think that in my home, if I invite you over, you're close with me. Well. And you yeah. can do whatever the That's fuck how I you want. Too. I didn't invite you in here, so you can't look at my refrigerator because I've got right. a severed head or something. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I want to get you something because I'm hosting you. But if you want to help yourself, knock yourself out. But I just remember being little, and I don't know, five, six, and I went in the fridge without asking. And poured my mom's or at mom's? Mom's. And I poured myself so, and mom was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I just wanted, and she's like, this is my refrigerator. I own everything in it. And you asked me, and it burns so in my head Mm -hmm. that as a 35-year-old, I'm like, hey, can I get some ice? And she's like, you gotta let that go. Yeah. But I couldn't. But no, I know what you mean, yeah. we And especially at, like, Grandma's Grandpa's. Oh, she, I didn't ask for Mom shit. Mom would die of embarrassment if we just went in Grandma and Grandpa's refrigerator without asking. Number one, because she'd find out, because Grandma would passive-aggressively say something. Oh, without a doubt. Right. How well, she's not raising her kids right. Well, it was a running joke. Our poor cousin Lisa, like, would... Ne- like, so her grandma would be like, hey, um, I have ice cream. Do you guys want some? And Lisa would just be like, oh, okay, what kind of ice cream is it? And our grandmother thought that was an insult. Mm-hmm. How dare you? I'm your grandmother and I'm giving you ice cream. Well, you don't get a choice. Grandma, you know, lived during the Depression. So, I mean, I, she probably didn't have ice cream until she was an adult. <laughs> so to ask what flavor was like, what the fuck do you care? It's ice cream, bitch. But as kids, you're like, I don't fucking want butter pecan. Like, sorry, I don't. I'm seven. I want, like, cotton candy or bubble gum. But it appalled her that yeah. there were even those flavors existed. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, I remember Cabbage Patch dolls. She was just like, you're a loser if you spend that kind of money on your kid. And then when Santa brought them for me, I was mm-hmm. like, well, Santa brought them and he made them, Graham. I know. He oh, can man. be a loser. If Grandma had talked to Joe DiOrio before he went back in line at Kmart to buy Gina a Cabbage Patch, her second Cabbage Patch doll. <laughs> <laughs> Our grandma would not have she put up with that. For that no. But that's the difference of poor Italians and rich Italians. Mm-hmm. How about in our podcast, I'm like, you were rich. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you were rich. You got Just two Just say you got two. Tell mine, about yours. Mine was homemade. <laughs> mine was homemade. You guys already heard that one. If You, you did hear like it. her, though. I, I mean, she's up in the attic yeah, covered in right. stink bugs and bats. Oh, yeah, what are we going to do about that stuff? Well, we'll talk about yeah, that Yeah, that's another time. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, I think we should wrap it up, right? I mean, we're... I mean, we're at 50 minutes, yeah. Let's, let's wrap Guys, it up. Guys, we don't... Hey, you know what I've always learned as a comedian? What? Go short. Yeah. Don't go long. Right. 
audiences, you want to leave them laughing. Exactly. Guys, did you laugh at all today, or were I you hope really you did. crazy? I think we had a couple moments of, you made me guffaw at one point, but now really? I can't remember why. I don't remember. We've been drinking the whole time. Our, our, what do you call it? Our laughing juice? <laughs> It's our funny juice. Our funny juice, our Coppola Pinot Noir. We love it so. Coppola, sponsor us. Please sponsor us. Oh my God. If you sponsored us. My God. That would be the greatest thing of our lives. I know. I tagged them on every podcast. Me too. We probably should have started with a smaller winery. (laughs) One that was, you know, not run by a world famous Academy Award winning director. Which one of his films is the freaking Godfather. Yeah, Yeah, I guess we... It's just the best wine out there. It really is. It's so delicious. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, next week. So, yeah, we'll... uh, Live from the house of a copper. Mm 5-0. I was called 5-0 Gab in high school, so it's weird. Yeah. I know. I wonder if he'll have the handbooks so we can learn different codes, like like Joe Friday. Do you think he'll tase me? No, I don't. Please tase me. I know he's not. I can say... In my leg? No. In my bum? No. In my cheek? No. my bum cheek? No. Damn it, Dave! Don't taser because we don't know what will happen and you don't want that kind well, of Well, I yeah. guess if I did have a heart attack, that would ruin the whole day for all of us. It would probably, yeah. I mean, he might not get to be a cop anymore. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'd be dead. Go wrong. <laughs> There's a lot. You can't afford another funeral. No. You got the wedding coming. No. Guys, we, we can't do this right now. Yeah. I'm not going to get tased. Right. Decide to tase you. I mean, unless you get crazy in his house and he has to subdue you, but I will kill you before you he just, does that. Now so. I'm going to have to do that. You know, I'll kill you. Right, Who are you more afraid of? You, 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 you. You. The answer is always me. You. The devil, Rose. Rose. <laughs> Slenderman, Rose. Rose. Michael Myers. Okay, maybe Michael Myers. Really? These loser neighbors. It's fall. Tomorrow's the first day of fall. You have no right hanging out sheets when it's fall. You know I'm just waiting for Michael Myers to appear in between. My walk was very uncomfortable twice. Hmm. Interesting. I was waiting for him to just pop out of the sheets. Okay. All right. Well, we'll and talk about that. And if you know that. that movie, you know what I'm talking about. They can't sue us if I hum it. What were we going to hum? We were going to sing All Apologies by Nirvana because we're still apologizing for our first episode of season two. They didn't stop us from drinking a bottle of wine today. Well, that's because first episode of season two, we drank two bottles. That's the problem. Quickly. Yeah, guys, we're sorry about that again. Yeah. Anywho. All right. I know all apologies, so I can't sing it. I I know it, but I can't sing it because, you know what, I can't sing. Yes, you can. We harmonize amazing. Well, anyway, we're not going to do this. I almost want Jingle Bells. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, no, no. We'll do that at Christmas. All right. right. (laughs) Guys, the Christmas episode's coming. Oh, my God. That'll be so fun. (laughs) But it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. I can't wait. And then we'll take a little hiatus and start season three. Yeah. Perfect. 2020, baby. Boom. Just like my vision. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All y'all. Right. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. We love you. Ciao. We're two guinea ends.